Well, slapping artists, uh, this is a very late for us coming back from our Christmas break. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. I hope everyone had a lovely Christmas. And yeah. uh, it's not too bad. But this is what? Like, I feel like last week was kind of the 19th. week where most people went back to work, though. You know, the week Probably. before last, the kids started. So we're not too bad. We're just a week after that. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, we were going to record last week, but then... Maeve decided to have a spoonami. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out she's got the same egg intolerance that Effie has. So, um, yeah, that was a bit of a shame. But um, yeah, yes. we're here now. Exactly. Paddy, our brother, sent a load of stuff from Christmas into the yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, <laughs> Facebook. And I, I hadn't watched back. We had this like hot wing challenge on Stevens's day. And uh, I hadn't watched that video. <laughs> it's hilarious. And also there was a video of us all... <laughs> playing music on Christmas Day. <laughs> Our nephew Leon came in he's learning how to play the accordion, not accordion, concertina. And um, he's like playing... <laughs> playing jingle pelts and we've all got our Nicola got the girls like this bag of instruments so like you know triangles and castanets and all sorts of like you know small little handheld instruments and the whole Murphy family have like banged on the go oh it's very funny it's very cute it was like being in a yeah primary school class of music but um, anyway so I could laugh I was very good at it I was very good at the triangle yeah 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 you know the triangle was always like the thing you got given if you couldn't sing in school remember <laughs> you just do the triangle there Maria um, but yeah. anyway so yeah sure we had a fab all time but like it does seem like a long long time ago now like my life has been mental the last 10 days oh my god work is busy and then there's just loads of other stuff going on so I had meetings like two nights this week I've had the added drama of adding a little kitten to the household oh my god <laughs> which I may live to regret and oh, very yes very cute she's very cute and I yeah, know you're deciding names so any thoughts yeah. on that yeah yeah exactly if anyone's got any thoughts let me know he's uh what we would call like a t- tortoiseshell um and he's from Glasgow although Strip was like we're not naming him anything from Glasgow I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, they don't hate each other I think it's just the any association with his rival football teams he just wouldn't be happy oh, about right, it I suppose yeah okay mm-hmm. um but no but what are what did the girls thoughts on it what do they want to name him uh, Estelle keeps hanging on to Estelle actually when we thought we were getting a ginger cat a few months ago went into school and got her whole class to come up with suggestions so we've got like what's it and pumpkin and uh iron brewster and all this stuff (laughs) i love iron brewster so um so yeah so she's kind of hanging on to those but then effie's like uh, i'm like i've asked her two or three times i've been like what do you think we should call him and she was like uh kitty (laughs) (laughs) what no come on now i said we can't call him that and then i asked her again later like what do you think what do you think we should call him she's like kitten (laughs) Uh, I feel like uh, you know the creative one is there in the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the four-year-old's mind uh, works. There you go. So we're actually both Estelle and Effie are learning about the solar system at the moment in school. So oh. I think maybe we should a nursery. So maybe we should look at something kind of solar system related. Oh, cool, but yeah. he's a Pluto. cutie pie. He's cute. Pluto. Pluto. It's a kind of a dog name, isn't it? Yeah. Um, What's well, a cat in Disneyland? Disney. Jupiter. <laughs> Jupiter is kind of cute. Yeah, it's a boy as well. But anyway, there you go. So uh, it's so nice to see both of you ladies today. You oh, look yes. very no, relaxed. So Maeve is seven months old now, so I can't just put her down in her sleep anymore. 
she's awake most of the time or she's like, you know, getting into trouble or shouting at me or laughing. And she's so much more character now. Um, but she's much uh, more difficult to manage. Reaching for, for the, the microphone. Five minutes <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But she's um, oh, she's great crack. I'm, this is definitely my favorite time of parenting. The last like five, six weeks. She's just such a Aww, character joy. now, you know. Joy. Yesterday she burped and she like put back her head and she pulled the funniest face like ever. I was like, oh my God, how did she have so much character already, you know? She's kind of she self-aware. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she laughed away at herself because she let out like this belch, like <laughs> over Simpson belch. And she literally like pushed her chin back as if to be like, what was that? And then broke Aww. her heart laughing. She's, oh, she's um, oh, she's such a character for only seven months old. But yeah, so the crack. So, so, so much going on in the world since before Christmas. But um, anyway, I guess we'll come to talk a lot about that. We've kind of missed some of award season and stuff, but um, we will. I'm sure there's be more. Obviously, the Oscars coming up and stuff. So, yeah. So um, anyway, we'll get started because God only knows how long peace and quiet will last. So um, yeah, number one. One. January time, like, you know, we're not going to do that whole... I think last year we did... Remember, we did damp January this time yes. last year. It was like rebelling against New Year's resolutions, etc. But I thought, you know, I was listening to... I read an article about this actually in The Times a couple of weeks ago. And it was about sort of... Actually, it was about three, I think, Danish women who've set up this sort of women-focused investment company where they're sort of trying to encourage women to invest more you know essentially oh. like stocks and shares rather than yes. sticking your money in a bank or a pension or whatever um i just thought it was kind of interesting because there is this ma- massive gap between men and women when it comes to like pensions savings but also the sort of when you compare men versus women um investing and that kind of thing so yeah. anyway i've cobbled together um some information here which is just a kind of an overview so what i would say is like if you don't have a pension or you're not saving, like it's definitely something you should think about. And there is lots of advice out there online. I think it's a good idea to look for women specific advice um, because it can be kind of daunting and they women specific advice will take into account things like if you've had time out of work because of maternity leave or caring for people or whatever. Um, and that can be useful to have as well. So anyway, here we go. And the other thing is it's become very very popular on TikTok, this kind of financial advice yeah. stuff. Yeah. TikTok probably isn't the best place to be getting your information, financial information. Like, there's well, no not whole... financial information, but I mean, at least it's maybe getting it out there in terms of getting yeah. a bit more PR for women. That's what I was about involved. to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's if it gets you thinking about it, then great. But I'm not sure I'd be taking tips off TikTok. But yeah, well, um, now, right? You could learn a lot off TikTok. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. You hear about last? No, I just don't. <laughs> what I mean is, sorry. Let me be more I know, clear financial about that. advice. If somebody's it. on there going, "Oh my god, you should definitely invest in this stock." Oh no, don't go and invest not. in that stock. That's what yeah, I'm trying to say. Stupid. Yes, yeah, I'm yeah. saying look into it. You know, if it's if yeah. it's interesting, look into it. Don't just go and do whatever you meet on TikTok and do that. <laughs> Please, because I don't want to get sued. <laughs> So, yeah, as I was saying, women face extra challenge of taking more time out of work due to maternity leave or family commitments, such as caring for relatives. Because of that, we end up earning less, but we live longer. Some financial advisors suggest about 5%. You should be saving about 5% of your salary. The more, the better, obviously, but you have to start somewhere. In years gone by, this might have been known as your running away fund. 
Um, the nest egg a woman would save up if she needed to flee an unhappy marriage or relationship when being financially independent as a woman wasn't as possible. And I remember mom talking about that actually when we were kids, you know, it's not that long ago. Always um, have your money. Hmm. Ensuring we're earning what we're entitled to is important. If we're if you're worried that you're not earning as much as colleagues in similar roles, do some research and try and figure out what they are making. You could talk to them about or do some online searches around similar roles. If you have a pay review coming up at this time of year, or sorry, not a pay review, if you have a review coming up this time of year, it's the perfect opportunity to ask for a pay increase in advance of meeting with them because then at least it's on the table when you have your review. Mm. Speaking with friends and family about money can lead to simple hacks for getting the most out of your income, mm-hmm. such as pensions. People in their 20s, 30s and 40s traditionally don't stay in the same job for more than five to six years anymore. Not everyone is aware that some employers will match whatever you put in up to three or five percent. If you don't join, you're giving up free money. If you have a savings account, this is great, but it might not be the smartest way to manage your money either. If you have money that the if you have money that you can invest over three to five years, you are guaranteed that you're, oh, sorry, if you put it into a savings account, you're guaranteed that your money is going to devalue over the next five to 10 years because of inflation. So even sitting on a deposit in cash, it is actually taking, it's actually taking a risk with your money, whether you kind of realise it or not. Investing has become more accessible in recent years, but for someone looking to dip their toe in, you should get advice, but look to look at a multi-asset fund where you have a fund with different companies in different geographical regions and at a level that you are comfortable with investing. You don't need to have a massive salary or a massive amount of money to invest. It's about if you can save and ideally save about a hundred to two dollars, a hundred euros a month um but always clear outstanding debts first working mm. on your financial well-being is less about how much you have and more about the habits you form put plans in place and uh, you'll have a good starting point in recent years there's been more services targeting women and finance out there so get some advice and put your big girl pants on and make some money <laughs> i like this yeah. and actually can i just add to this um, me and Elaine and actually a few of the other girls and stuff were thinking about a holiday next year but me and Elaine started a mm. holiday fund last year when we decided to go to Hamilton in Edinburgh in oh. April and Elaine was on unpaid leave drinks are on you saw yeah Elaine was on unpaid leave at the time and I knew I'd be on unpaid leave so we started a holiday fund and I think we are only putting in I put five a week into it and Elaine put 25 kind of in one go a month into it and um, but we're up to like six or seven hundred quid you Fabulous. know, and it was small, so we paid for our flights Edinburgh out of it. It'll pay for our drinks on the day, and then we're just mm-hmm. going to start afresh for our next like weekend away. Oh, nice! So, and actually, we'll um, have a good bit left over. But it was on Revolut, so we started. That's what I was going like, to say. Yeah, you can set Revolut, up those little saving accounts, can't yeah, you? Yeah, and they have made things way more except uh, like uh, accessible. I have to say, mm. it, it's so user friendly. It like we just created our own little um, fund. It's called a fault. Evolved, Evolved no? yes, yeah. yeah. We both share it. Like, both of us can withdraw it. And, like, even, like, if, you know, we were tight on things, you know, during unpaid or whatever, like, if Elaine needed to take a bit of money out or I wanted to take a bit of money out, we did that too and we just paid it back, you know? Great idea. So it's really handy to have it. 
and mm-hmm. um the girls uh, there's talk of like a, another holiday later in the year and it's the same thing everyone just puts in their money and then if someone's paying for something they can come out and I'm actually organizing Eva's hen so I'm going to do it like that too and get people to pay into That's revolution super handy everyone can yeah. just kind of see what's in there what they owe if people want to pay the full amount of what they owe they can do it yeah. you know it's really mm-hmm. does make things a lot more accessible and I must say like that hol- that's my first time doing something like that that one with Elaine and it has really opened my eyes to like the small bit adds up mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like I don't notice that small amount coming out of my account yeah but yeah yeah I was it 20 quid a week I'm trying to remember it must be no it's only, there's it's some not. bank accounts as no, well no. that do that thing where every time you pay for something if it's not yeah, an even amount use. you can round it up to the next tenner or yeah, whatever and then yeah. they put that money aside for you it's, it's yeah. clever as well just little ways of saving I'm terrible at saving because I don't earn a lot of money in my current job sadly um, so everything goes out the door and actually there's this thing that you hear about a lot which is kind of slightly contradictory with what I was just saying there but it's this 50 30 20 yeah 50 30 20 50% should be bills and your mortgage or yeah. your rent or whatever 50% mm-hmm. of your pay packet 30% is living so holidays mm. having a good time mm. clothes all the sort of nice to have things now I mean obviously in the 50% there would be some clothes but you know the kind of discretionary spend we'll call it 30% mm. and then the last 20% you should be either putting into your pension or saving yes. so whereas mine is more like 80 <laughs> no. 80 bills and then 20 uh, discretionary and zero saving well, I have a pension but you know what I mean Um. so yeah Anyway, my... either at all. That's why I think when we started this, I was like opened my eyes to like I needed to cap on and just put that bit of money aside every month, you know. Yeah. yeah. Either, so. You sound uh, very far away from the mic mic all of a sudden like I don't know the mic move or something. No. The baby was pulling the mic cord. Oh, there you so. go. Um <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, look girls, you probably some people be listening to this going, I know, I know I should do it. So I know it's it's a bit of a pain, but like one of my friends, Eve Brass in particular, is an amazing saver. She's brilliant. She's yeah. good with how she saves and she's I wish I could be like her. <laughs> she inspires me. Oh. <laughs> so you still don't you still... Eva, you're honestly you're probably <laughs> money. So <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done, Eva. Um you, you still sound like you're way over the other side of the room. Sorry, Nick. I don't know. I'm right next to it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine when you're up close to it. But it's like you have to be really close for it to actually work, you know. Hi, Maeve. Hello, Bubba. You want to cut all this out? Hi, you? baby. Hi, baby Maeve. How are you? Yeah, I know that cardigan. I know that cardy. Or do no, I? is it any better? I don't know. That's better. No, that's that better. was somebody else got for that, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I thought it looked like when the girl said. Okay, so thank you, uh, Nicola. Over to you for um, telly. Two. Listen, we could be here probably the length of the podcast with the amount of stuff that's been on telly the last few weeks. I Although we know. haven't watched some of the big stuff that I know you might have watched. I didn't watch. But Traitors? I will just give you my... No, I will just give you mine. So good. And then you can... Oh. Which channel is it on? BBC One. See, this is the problem. We don't have BBC. But you have BBC. Oh. No, and a lot of people I know don't have BBC. So it's, yeah, it's just not as big here, I don't think. It's but. so good. Oh, my God. The episode last night. I'm not going to talk about it, actually, because you're doing TV. But 
It's so good. It's just like scream at the telly stuff, you know. Yeah, but anyway, I love, I love all that stuff. So yeah. I'm just trying to find out how, how sm- I can watch it. You can cram it when you come over here if you want. It'll be like 12 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> the big things obviously have had a big influence in the UK news is that uh, Mr. Bates versus the Post mm, Office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was me and mom actually watched that a few weeks ago when she was yeah, up here. Yeah, it was here. good, wasn't it? That yeah. is, has been brilliant. And obviously mm-hmm. it's brought a lot of attention to the um, issues that went on. It's a wild story that I think flew under the radar a lot because Brexit was on at the time when a lot of these court cases were happening and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's well worth watching. That was on ITV, so you can get it on the player and stuff because it was on Virgin as well in Ireland. And mm-hmm. um, yep. that was well worth a watch. The other thing that I am watching on Netflix is called I Am a Stalker. Oh. <laughs> it's a pretty true crime people out there. It's about... It was really big in the US. I think it was probably out in like 22, 23. Um, it's on Netflix now. It's wild. It's people like who survived stalkers and the stalkers themselves being interviewed no. and kind of talking about why they did it. What? what? Like what was their ambitions basically out of the whole situation? Like how things went wrong? Because obviously it's a lot of it is relationships. Well, so far, the ones I've watched. But it's very... Um, it's wild. If you enjoy true crime, like the second episode is very sad. I've nearly skipped that. But the first episode is absolutely oh crazy. Really? And the first episode is just like this woman got married to this man and he basically like loses it and goes on to murder somebody. And it's just a terrifying story. So if mm. you like true crime, they're all like 45 minute long documentary style. It's like it does it's what just, it says it, in the tin. Yes, I am a stalker. Yeah, exactly. So that mm. was um, enjoyable. And the biggest thing I'm enjoying at the moment which I'm a bit late to is season three of the morning show on Apple TV Mm. it is brilliant so far there has been like it's a lot of it is like looking back over 2020 because the last episode of the last season ended in March 2020 and I just think they've done it very well to kind of look at the things that occurred over that year and um yeah, just yeah. really, really enjoyable. I have to say, there you know that, like, um, there's a buyout going on at the company and all this sort of stuff. John Hamm is in it this this uh-huh. season. That man gets finer with age. I tell you, there's just uh-huh. something something about him. But um, and Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon are brilliant, of course. So well worth it. Would highly recommend having a watch of that too. So they're everything I'm enjoying uh-huh. at the moment. Great, great, great. Do you know Masters of Air is coming to Apple TV this yes, week? Yes, on the 27th. Yeah. So it's from the same creators of Band and Brothers and the Pacific. So yeah. uh, Steven Spielberg is and Tom Hanks, I think, is executive producer. So yeah. we will have all that. I can't wait to watch that. That's big that up on my list. So I'm tempted I nearly to get have... Apple TV just for that and Ted Lasso because I still haven't watched Ted Lasso. Oh, Oops. yeah, Ted Lasso is brilliant. I, yeah. I must say Apple TV is doing well. They had a series there kind of all about Godzilla and Manark. And Apparently that was there's one um, and... with Jason Moma called C that's quite good. Yeah, it's people like Apple. that too. I haven't yeah. watched it. There's another one called For All Mankind, which is excellent mm-hmm. about like the the race for space, the race to yes. space. And that's yeah. very good. Um, we haven't finished it. I think we watched three seasons of that. There's four. But there's some very good stuff on it. If you're kind of struggling to find something to watch, then I would definitely say get yeah. it. I mean, it's only, a, I think it's a fiver. It's not too bad. Definitely not struggling anything. at the moment. There's so much new TV out yeah, at the moment. January like is good actually for telly, moment. isn't it? You know, yeah, I remember really being kind of crap before, but actually there's a lot, loads of stuff on. Mm. And I have to mention about Love Island All-Stars is on. I'm actually not. 
about oh, watching it. I, I watched about 30 seconds of it and I was like, this is obscene. I kind of stopped watching that. it last year and I haven't really gone back and I don't think mm-hmm. I watch it. But apparently it is quite good. A lot of the like ex-couples Ugh. and all that. So uh, yeah. if you are a Love Island fan, apparently it is well worth the watch. So there yeah. you go. Uh, Traitors is kind of taking my time. And I started a new drama called After the Flood, which is on ITV. Seems oh, quite yes. good as well. Um, that Still persevering with Vigil. Also watching Fool Me Once on Netflix with Michelle Keegan, which is like eight, eight episodes long, probably could be four episodes. Everybody is on about that. And actually, oh, I don't think... Her I'd quotes like are amazing in it. It's worth yeah, watching I've just for her that. quotes. Yeah, um, I've that. It's all right. It's okay. It's, a, it's not your kind of thing. It's a crime drama sort of thing. Um, and yeah, oh, I've, geez, I've loads on the go at the moment. I've got the finale of The Bear to watch, which I was holding out oh, until this weekend to treat myself with. Two? Um, I may or may not have had a dream about Jeremy Allen White last night. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying anything, but you know what I mean. Um, about season one or season two? Are you on? season two? Yeah, just the last oh, episode yeah. where they the first night they opened the restaurant, which I'm like, oh my god! I was like, sure. I was like, I know this, this is going to be a shit show. This yeah. is going to be such a that shit Thanksgiving show. episode is something. I oh, that's listening. so stressful. That Thanksgiving episode. Oh my god! Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things on TV. And I on my TV podcast I do at work. I put it down as my favourite with um, Succession last year. So yes. um, Yeah, and they're winning go. across the board. They won a ton of Emmys, obviously, a couple of days yeah. ago. So. Yeah, 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 they're doing yeah. well. Exactly. Okay, right. Spent way too much time on TV. Oh, my God. Right. Number three. Three. This person, right, Fox the Week. Uh, I'm going to, I've got quite a lot to say about her, but I think if you feel like you've heard a lot about her, then I won't go into as much detail. Um, do you recall early last week, the you know South Africa has brought this case against Israel, um, in the oh, International the Court of woman? Justice. Yes, so Blina Negralig. I actually have you... haven't heard much about her, but okay, because I, I don't, I haven't been watching the news kind of on purpose. Okay, well, issue, so. she was making headlines last week because yeah. she is a barrister who is working with the South African government. Yes. And she is, she's based in London with a London law firm. She was in the International Court of Justice last week and she gave a very long speech on opening about why Israel should be um, stopped in its tracks, basically. Basically, it's how they're committing genocide, yeah. isn't it? They, South Africa have accused Israel of breaching the UN Genocide Convention which is a treaty that was signed in 1948 in the wake of the Holocaust. But anyway, so I'll tell you a bit about her. Um, speaking of the case being heard in The Hague this morning, or last week, should I say, um, the international community, she said the international com- community continues to fail the Palestinian people despite the overt dehumanising genocidal rhetoric by Israeli government and military officials matched by the Israeli army's actions on the ground, despite the horror of the genocide against the Palestinian people being live-streamed from Gaza to our mobile phones, computers and television screens. She said this is the first genocide in history where its victims are broadcasting their own destruction in real time in the desperate and so far vain hope that the world might do something. The world should be absolutely horrified. The world should be absolutely outraged. There's no space, safe space in Gaza and the world should be ashamed, she told the court. The Irish are... Um, said there's an urgent need for provisional measures to protect Palestinians in Gaza against the irreparable prejudice caused by Israel's violations of the Genocide Convention. As a fellow signatory to the treaty, South Africa can take Israel to the ICJ, which rules on disputes between countries and is often described as the world court. 
The ruling African National Congress has long been a firm support of the Palestinian cause, often linking it to its own historic struggle against the white minority government, which had cooperative relations with Israel. There's been parallels drawn with Ireland as well, obviously, which was has had its own colonial struggle with the UK. Um, described in the legal directories as a fiercely intelligent barrister and compelling and persuasive advocate who is tactically brilliant, quick to spot winning points in a case and utterly committed to her clients. Blina has an extensive practice across human rights, public international law, criminal law and public law. She advises and acts for individual states, NGOs and other national and international bodies appearing in domestic courts at all levels and before international courts and tribunals. She works for the Matrix Chambers and London is no stranger to high profile or controversial cases. One of her most recent trials is no exception. Um, she was the sole woman barrister to defend one of the Colston Four representing the only woman defendant, Rian Graham. The Colston Four were the protesters who were cleared in January of 22 by a jury in Bristol Crown Court of criminal damage for toppling a statue of the slave trader Edward Colston. The statue was brought down and thrown into Bristol Harbour during a Black Lives Matter protest in June 2020. Negra Lake was inspired as a child by a pamphlet she once found in her mother's books about a 12-year-old girl who was shot in the back in Armagh by a British so- soldier in 1976. She found the fact that nobody had been accountable and circumstances of the killing unacceptable. When she asked her mother about it, she replied she should do something about it. She spent time in her summers as a teenager visiting courts following criminal cases. However, she didn't go straight into law, studying languages first. She eventually began studying law, but was out of the blue offered a position as a legal observer on the Bloody Sunday Inquiry. She worked on the inquiry for two years and returned to London to pursue studies to become a barrister. Uh, she said, given what drew me to the law, I was never going to do corporate law or anything like that. Human rights law and international law are very much at the core of all the work I do. But beyond that, it is in some way the area of law that have, the area of law that has picked me rather than me picking them. She added that being said, given that one of my earliest memories is of being at a protest in my buggy, it is perhaps no wonder that protest law is one of the areas I ended up specialising in. She was named International Law Junior of the Year in 22-23. Uh, at the Legal 500 Bar Awards. She was commended for Barrister of the Year in 2022 Lawyer Awards and was nominated for the award of Criminal Junior of the Year both in 21 and 22. She would appear to be a formidable woman and that's why she is this week's Fox of the Week and fair play to her for all she said in that court last week because well, it's all very true. She sounds yeah. amazing and she, she she sounds like somebody who'd be in a fictional TV show. <laughs> she kind of does, doesn't she? And like yeah. often with, with a lot of these lawyers, you know, they don't have a kind of interesting backstory, you know, apologies yes. lawyers, some of them. Yeah. Um, and yeah. hers is very interesting and I, I think her, I think her mother and father were quite politically active, you know, sounds not politicians, it. but yeah. Um, but yeah, fair play to her. And um, yeah, I think she grew up in, I think she grew up in London to Irish parents, but she's got a, she's got that funny kind of mixed accent, you know, where you can kind of tell there's an Irish influence in there. Um, but yeah, fair play. Absolutely fantastic. Keep up the hard work um, because that case, I'd say, is going to run and run and run and run. Okay, Nicola, what about you? Follow number four. This week, I thought I'd give you a true crime podcast because I know Jess requested one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've had a few requests from people yeah, recently, including Jess. Yeah. Um, so I have a wild one for you. And actually, it's probably not my favorite just because the narrator, I just find him very strange. I've never... It can wreck things when a narrator isn't yeah. good, isn't it? Oh. And I don't know, there's just, there's just something about the way he narrates it. It's like... 
la 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 and he's very serious but then he'll throw in like a curse word or something and you're like whoa <laughs> like it just didn't seem to match <laughs> Sprung what it on was you. going on <laughs> but this is an absolutely wild story the podcast oh. is called The Pact and it opens and uh, do you know what else kind of puts me off but the story is mad so I'm invested mm. in it but kind of puts me off because they play a lot of audio from the person who's archive yeah so they play not mm. no from the court case oh. so it's the audio is kind of hard to hear now I was listening to it on speaker on my phone because I always put mm. on a podcast when I'm like cleaning the kitchen or cooking or whatever mm. I think maybe if you had your yeah, yeah if you had your headphones on you're up for a walk or something you definitely get more from it so just poorly maybe, produced you see like the poorly produced yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know but um, it was actually Jerry recommended it to me because he had heard um, where is it is it from is it American or uh, yeah it's is he American oh my god it, it's an story American based? story yes so yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. American Jesus I'm not like having a bit of a brain right now but anyway um, but it's an American story and basically it starts with uh, the kind of first few episodes are about the disappearance of this guy called Chris Regan and this story about Jelly uh, Jelly Kelly <laughs> and Jason <laughs> Jelly <laughs> at Cochrane and basically the day they got married, they made a pact with each other that if she was to have an affair, she'd have to kill the person she had the affair with. And if he had to have an, if he had an affair, he would also have to kill the woman he had the affair with. Right. Totally absolutely bonkers. Bonkers. Right? Yeah. And it kind of just goes from there. And the first few episodes are actually kind of towards the end, I think, of their crimes or well, her crimes predominantly. Like she's the one on. And trial. they're like, oh, well. Let's just fuck around and kill yeah. a few people. And uh, there's, it's about the disappearance of this guy called Chris Regan and kind of what happened around that. And like, I will just give you a list of things that are included in this podcast. So there's a strange journey into the world of sex, drugs, pig farming, alleged cannibalism and serial murder. There's a story in the second podcast about this guy's gone missing and basically the neighbours have heard weird noises. And next thing, the couple invite everyone around for a barbecue. And afterwards, oh on God. reflection, everyone is like, that meat was we really weird. People? What was no. that meat? So, oh, my God. Like, just joking? to give you some of the wild stuff. But again, like, it's probably not like the fav- my most favourite podcast, but it's just a story. A and roller it's coaster. too long. Like, it's 12 episodes. Mm. But... If you're looking for something to listen to and you want just a wild ride of a story, I've never mm. heard anything like it. So I would mm. uh, recommend it in that front, you know, but just yeah. pinch of salt because, like I said, the narration, I should put me off a little bit, but the story yeah. is worth listening to. So yeah, that's cool. my uh, morbid podcast for you this week. <laughs> my tip uh, is uh, John Ronson's Things Fell Apart Series 2 is out. If you haven't listened to the first series, definitely listen to it. It's really good, really good, really good. Oh, and cool. also, Documentary on One, RT, they've got a new podcast out called Runaway Joe. Uh, ex-colleague of mine, Timmy Desmond, produced it. And it looks brilliant because I'll tell you why. I think they're still looking for the guy and they're going to try oh. and find the guy. Yeah, so I oh, love that. I love that there's cute. like, yeah, this guy that's been on the run and I think they're trying to find him if he's still alive, right? Oh, so I think cool, that's going to be really good. So check that out. Run away, Joe. Okay, uh, we're running out of time, hence my speeding up here. So number five. Five. This is pretty straightforward. Um, I just wanted to say like 2024, things are moving in the music industry and there's some big albums coming out this year, including this week, Green Day. Their new album is called Saviors. Oh. Yeah, in fact, out today, today. So, oh. um, 
Yeah, uh, Billy Billy Joe Armstrong has said, I think that this record is sort of the best of everything that Green Day has. Uh, It's their 14th album, Can You Believe It? And uh, which the two have said bridges the gap between Dookie and American Idiot, which is great because they were probably their two best albums, their first two. So there you go. Right. The Last Dinner Party, who are an Irish band who won the BBC Sounds introducing band or uh, sound of 2024 which is a huge accolade right mm. because usually the people who win that go on to do massive things and play Glastonbury and have all sorts of great opportunities as a result so they're fab check them out if you haven't heard them their new album their I think it's their debut uh, is called Prelude to Ecstasy and it's out on the 2nd of February Idols have a new album out called Tank in February Yard Act have a new album called Where's My Utopia out in March The Libertines are bringing out an album they haven't had an album out in nine years. It's called All Quiet on the Eastern Esplanade in March. And then there's some new people, Bleachers, they've got their debut album. Bob Villain is bringing out Humble as the Sun. Um, Chance the Rapper is bringing out Starline Gallery, which will be later in the year as well. The Cure apparently have an album coming out uh, down the line as well. And Dua Lipa and Billie Eilish both have albums coming out. Oh, as well as Megan Thee Stallion. I know you'll be excited. As well as one. Sorry, what was Actually, the last Sorry. Megan the Stallion. I was going to say that'll be one you'll be looking forward to, Nicola. Um, so, yeah, so lots of great, exciting things on the music front. And I got and my no email. And no doubt reforming for Coachella as oh, well. Oh, no way. Yeah, so oh, you make new music for Oh, them my God, I love it. Imagine if they came to Glastonbury. I got my um, Glastonbury volunteering email yesterday. Whoop, oh. whoop. Um, I'm so. sure everyone's just sick of hearing about it with me. Yeah, mate. <laughs> me too. Sick of it. Sick of it. Oh, well then. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. The baby's giving up on me. I'm giving up too mentally. Oh. <laughs> um, so there you go. What's the plan for the weekend? Anything strange or exciting on? I'm getting my hair cut. <laughs> oh, so am I. Yeah, I'm getting, my, I'm getting cut and colour tomorrow. Yeah. Yes, cut and colour also. Um, I'm cutting a bit off it. It just doesn't suit me long. Uh, last week I had an epic weekend. The lovely Denise was home. I hadn't seen her in 18 months since um, she had gone back after our wedding. Uh, she was living in Canada. She's now living in uh, Amsterdam. So that was absolutely fabulous to see her and some of the other girls. And we had a great all weekend. So you had like a, almost like an independent human being. Yes, yeah, so I had a reset yeah. weekend, I would call yeah, it. Nice, you know, mental nice, health nice. reset. Where it was a day of just being Nicola and not being like mom or wife or anything. Yeah, and it it's great when you meet up with old friends yes. and then yeah, you're back in that space, aren't you as well? So that's yeah, fab. yeah, nice. So uh, I really needed. I'm that definitely going to have to start saving money to go away with my friends after this conversation today. <laughs> I've not, um, nothing like that in the cards at the moment, unfortunately. You know, we kind of I'm I'm on paid leave, like I said, so I'm keeping my head down. That was my mm. kind of one splurge um, of doing something. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody's pretty brassic at this stage so, now after yeah. um, paid is coming for another while although um, I would recommend like a mid-January thing because it was lovely to break up the month you know January mm. can be so bleak and I don't oh, really yeah. feel that at all this month I feel fine yeah. you know yeah. and normally well, I really find January tough now, the only thing is the weather has been so beautiful as well I think mm-hmm. with the cold and brightness it's been stunning but um, I yeah we went to um, everyone we went to Wicked something. last weekend which was great yes, in yeah. Edinburgh that was nice didn't like overdo it just had like went for food and had one glass of wine and pretty well behaved but it was good and I actually went to my back to my first hot yoga class in about seven or eight years last week which was fab as well but all the class times are completely clashing with my kids classes and oh it's a disaster but anyway I can't even make it like I can make one class a week and this week I couldn't make it because something going on here that I couldn't avoid Uh, but anyway I'll try and 
and the other thing is they do early morning classes but because it's so icy in the morning and it's like 20 yeah, minutes away dangerous. it's actually I can't do it for, until it, the weather improves um, so yeah that's it I'm doing uh, are you okay? we had um, her toy okay. in her face <laughs> oh no <laughs> um, so yeah so quite weekend by us as well kids have loads of birthday parties and I'm just getting my hair done so um, getting through the weekend and that's it Lily baby Maeve. Okay, I have to go. The baby's having uh, a Well, that's perfect right. timing. Okay, love, love you. you. See you next week, see guys. You later. Bye. Bye.